Good morning, everybody. Well, this was an unexpected morning. The Green Bay Packers have fired defensive coordinator Joe Barry. They are moving on in a new direction now after relieving the defensive coordinator of his duties after three years at the helm. And I think this is a move that a lot of people saw coming, right? Like the winds of change have been going back and forth. A few weeks ago, it was absolutely positively Joe Barry's got to go. And then there was that late season run of success, even in the postseason having some success. Then it was revealed that he's still under contract and it felt like he may be back, but nope. Matt LaFleur deciding this time, this year, this is the right time to get rid of Joe Barry. So the obvious questions now are what comes next. First, let's address Adam Schefter. He reported just a few minutes ago, this is very new out there. He put out some kind of report saying, that Joe Barry may be retained on the staff in some capacity. He's just no longer the defensive coordinator. So, I mean, we'll have to see if anything comes of that. But at this point, what we know for sure is Joe Barry will not be the defensive coordinator moving forward. Matt LaFleur even released a statement confirming as such. We also know that as of right now, per Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, that all of the position coaches, as of right now again, are still employed. Matt LaFleur did not do a complete cleaning of the house. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't mean that they're all going to be retained because LaFleur could be keeping them on staff under contract until a new defensive coordinator comes in and then decides on his staff, right? So it's not a guarantee that just because these guys are under contract now that this isn't going to be a house cleaning. A lot has to play out yet, and this is just step one in what is sure to be a very multi-layered process. Up next, you know Matt LaFleur already has a list of candidates that he's working on. I would expect calls for interviews soon. If any of those individuals are from Baltimore, San Francisco, etc., then this could get lengthy depending on which teams make the Super Bowl. So we're just going to have to see how this moves forward. So uh, I wanted to come in, check in on you. Randy's here, right? Ray. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? Uh, time for Jim Leonard. It's possible. I mean, he's a senior advisor right now for the University of Illinois, right? And uh, we know historically Matt LaFleur offered him the job. That did eventually go to Joe Barry. Is it possible? Sure. I wouldn't necessarily put a whole lot of money on it, though. I mean, Leonard did pass him over once, considering that Leonard was hoping to get the University of Wisconsin job. We don't know. It certainly is possible, though. I will say, though, Jim Leonard does run a version of the Mike Patton scheme. So if you didn't love Patton, Leonard may not be the guy from a schematic standpoint that's going to alleviate a lot of Packer fans' anxiety. But he's certainly one that I would think is potentially on the short list. Others may be on the list. I think you've got different groupings of guys that could at least be talked about. I think this top category is probably the least likely, looking at Mike Zimmer, Brandon Staley, Rex Ryan, Leslie Flazier, all guys who are former head coaches in the league or former defensive coordinators. Honestly, I have a very hard time seeing any one of them be the guy. And for some different reasons. One, Zimmer and LaFleur, by all accounts, do not like each other. They don't have to tolerate each other to work together. Brandon Staley. Being reported by Rob Domofsky that Brandon Staley is not 
expected to be a leading candidate for the defensive coordinator job, and that their relationship, Matt LaFleur and Staley, is not what a lot of people on the outside think that it actually is, that they're not that great of friends. So maybe not Brandon Staley either. Rex Ryan, been out of the game for multiple years. Leslie Frazier, he came to Green Bay for like two days last offseason as like part of the NFL's tour to get guys back into head coaching gigs. Leslie Frazier still looking for a head coaching gig, although it doesn't look likely. So I just none of that list really strike me as as guys that yeah, that we're going to mesh well with Matt LaFleur, let's say that. A couple more comments here. Kempton, boy, how you doing, man? Uh, I really wasn't expecting Joe Barry to be fired after what he did the last four games of the season. Regardless, the bad man is fine and can't hurt me anymore. Yeah, I think the only way that LaFleur arrives at this decision is looking at the total picture, right? And it should be noted, too, that when did the defense start really experiencing a lot of success after Matt LaFleur himself said, I'm going to be diving in on the defensive side of the ball, right? And there's nothing that an offensive play calling, offensive guru head coach wants to do on the defensive side of the ball. Like their time is strapped already. So when LaFleur did start jumping in there, that's when the defense improved. I think Matt LaFleur gets this decision because he's looking not just at this year, but probably over the last two and saying, look, this is not a sustainable pattern. <clears throat> he did say that he wanted to keep the coaching staff together this year because he helped felt as though it helped the players stay together. He said that in his end of year press conference. So I, it just, I think he's looking at the whole picture of work and saying, we just can't continue to do this. Our window is now that was shown this year. Let's go chase something better. Steve, uh, it's Christmas time in Green Bay now. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Steve. Uh, was it just Lafleur, or did Goody and Lafleur have a chat? It's possible that we, like, maybe Murphy and Lafleur talked or Goody and Lafleur talked. But in terms of the coaching staff, like who Matt Lafleur employs, that is solely up to Matt Lafleur. Yes, Mark Murphy does oversee it. Mark Murphy could, in theory, overrule Matt LaFleur, although that seems unlikely given Murphy normally sitting back. But yes, Murphy could have overstepped LaFleur and said, get rid of him or you're gone. I just don't really see that. Gudekunst in the Packers hierarchy does not have say over coaching staff. Maybe it was a conversation. Maybe Gouda put in his two cents, but ultimately this decision does lie with Lafleur. Raganese, yo, John, I get it. Defense wasn't consistent enough. Yeah, and I think that's really it, right? Like Joe Barry was well-liked by players. We've even seen some support on Twitter this morning. David Bakhtiari, one of them coming out on Twitter saying that uh, he's going to miss Joe from a personal standpoint. It was always nice. Joe was a very nice guy, highly relatable to players. We've seen in recent days, Preston Smith voice support, Quay Walker voice support. So like you do have a lot of the leadership of the team who really liked Joe Barry as a human. And maybe they did like him as a coach too, although they haven't said as much, but I think it really just comes down to by all accounts, Joe Barry, very good guy. Like, there's no doubt about that. But the product on the field time and time again just didn't match the potential of the personnel that the Packers rolled out. And so Matt LaFleur 
basically said it looks like we can do better and made the decision to do it. Randy, maybe Murphy was in there too. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, possible, totally. Rock and Knees, I'm not a believer of MLF hiring coordinators. We will see if he fails again with this hire. Goodbye, Lafleur. This will be one of the defining moments of his tenure, no doubt about it. I mean, a new championship window, in theory, is opening. And now he has what is realistically one of the most important hires that he's got so far in his Green Bay tenure, but also for the foreseeable future. This is a big one. And I got to believe Lafleur this time around, because this is what he hoped for with Barry. Someone that you could hire to come in, run the defensive side of the ball so that Lafleur doesn't even have to worry about it. That the defense can just competently go off and do its own thing. got to believe that that's what Lafleur wants to actually achieve this time. So we'll see. It is a massive hire for Lafleur. In terms of whether to trust him or not, I mean, so far, like, the Hackett hire back when that occurred did work out well for its situation. Steno, by all accounts, I know there was obviously a rough patch in the mid there, but Steno, by all accounts, has been doing a competent job as offensive coordinator. Lafleur was kept on Petten when he was hired. I think he was told to keep on Petten. And then he hired Joe Barry, which... I still believe was done because Barry was experienced and Lafleur didn't want his hands in the defense. So hand it to the guy who's experienced rather than Evero versus Chris Harris. Even he did try for Jim Leonard, but you know, at that time. So yeah, this is a big hire. There's, there's no doubt about it. Steve, I named Johnny's new DC and Claudia's special teams coach. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll put Claudia on his footing coordinator. Um, okay, John, who do you have in mind for a new DC? So, all right, my favorites for the new position. Understand, I have a few priorities here. One, I want someone who runs a multiple defense, an adaptable defense, not just a defense that has its core principles and sticks to them religiously. We want someone adaptable. And for that, there's a few teams that you can look at as examples. One would be Baltimore. How about Chris Hewitt, who's been their secondary coach, lately the pass game coordinator, for 12 years in Baltimore, constantly churning out good players there. Harbaugh has spoken glowingly about Hewitt and his impact on the defense. I really like the idea of Chris Hewitt. He also is a former NFL player. I just, I like the idea of him. Another one, Anthony Campanelli. He is the linebackers coach from Miami. Now I know Miami didn't exactly have the most incredible defense this year. It was in the upper echelon, yes. But what I really like about Campanelli is if you go all the way back in his history, this is a coach's coach. He was not an NFL player. He's been coaching for basically like since he got out of high school, he took over as a coach and he's coached some offensive positions. He was a defensive coordinator in college. Plus, if you go watch Hard Knocks, the dude is just as intense an individual as is alive, apparently. And the defense could use a little bit of that coming off of Joe Barry. So he's another one up near the top of my list. Now, I, Steve, I also see you're asking about Al Harris. I'm lukewarm on Harris. Like, I know people love him. I get it 1,000%. He churns out very, very aggressive cornerbacks in Dallas. But the thing is, he's not even, to my recollection, the defensive, like, pass game coordinator down there in Dallas. That still is Joe Witt. 
the former Packer uh, secondary coach. So I kind of feel like if you're going to give Harris credit for how the corners are playing, then don't you also have to give that same credit to Joe Wick, who looks resume-wise a lot more ready to run a defense than Al Harris. So would I be upset about Hellers? No, but I do have concerns that is he ready to take on a full defense? That's That would be my concern. I totally understand the want for him, though. Other names to be on the lookout for. Mark Hand Manuel. He's taken a couple defensive coordinator uh, interviews recently. Former defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Lately has been the safeties coach for the New York Jets. When he was with the Falcons, did some really good work in 2017 and 2018. That he kind of got scapegoated by Dan Quinn in 2018 when the defense became injury ravaged. At one time, Manuel was thought of as like a certain head coaching candidate. He's someone to at least be considering since he's had a hand in the Jets quality defense last couple of years. And then another name that would also be on the young side of things. And this is position coaches being elevated. One name I'm not going to say here, but of course, I suppose I spent a minute on him is Evero. Of course, that would be a home run higher. But at the same time, I don't think Evero's really going to come available. Carolina seems absolutely in love with him. He's been taking head coaching like uh, interviews. Whoever Carolina gets in as their head coach, it may be with the mandate that you're keeping Evero around. I just, if he becomes available, yeah, easy, slam dunk, hire Evero, done deal. But I'm just not sure he's going to be. So the last guy that I would mention would be kind of in the Evero mold of Chris Harris. Chris Harris apparently knocked it out of the park. I know he's been mentioned. Uh, I saw some national writer, my memory's failing me, mentioning Harris as someone who's going to be a leading candidate for this job, partially because of how he interviewed three years ago. Since then, he's become the pass game coordinator for the Titans. And it's believed that Chris Harris may be a better coach than the results the Titans got on the field. It's always part of it. So that's I would lean in that direction as well. He seems like a younger guy with a lot of ideas who could help. So Randy saying, uh, I wonder if Mark Murphy was so close to Super Bowl, he wants to make it before he retires. I mean, he does have one. Yeah, I mean, he was the president during the uh, during the 2010 Super Bowl run. Um, but yeah, maybe I genuinely believe Mark Murphy is a guy who looks big picture more than little picture. I think most of his tenure has really pushed in that direction. So I don't know as if it's an immediacy thing, but possible. Yeah. Uh, Randy also saying Leroy Butler. No, I sorry, I can't get it with that one, Randy. Leroy has not been a coach really in any capacity anywhere. I, I just can't jive with that one. Uh, Steve saying there's a guy in Iowa, Iowa's DC, can't think of his name. Um, oh, yeah, I know who you're referencing. Um, in terms of other collegiate guys, though, I do think that, um, Let's see, Dave Aranda's been mentioned, the head coach of Baylor, if Baylor opts to move on from him, or even if he wants to get back in the NFL. I know a lot of people are clamoring for Jesse Minter, University of Michigan's defensive coordinator. Um, but it looks very likely that he's just going to go wherever Harbaugh goes. And then you've also got Glenn Schumann, defensive coordinator for Georgia. He's gotten some run as a potential NFL defensive coordinator. Um, and when you listen to his speak, I've looked up a couple of his speeches Dude knows what he's talking about. So I could see maybe some movement there as well, especially given the fact that Green Bay's front office seems to love everything about Georgia's defense, considering that they picked Stokes, Wyatt, 
Walker. Like the Georgia to Green Bay connection is a lot more than just the G logo. So maybe, maybe that's a possibility. We have yet to find out. Rockney saying my first choice is that New York Giants. Can't remember his name. Wink Martindale. Dude is aggressive. His defense played awesome against us the last two years, even though they were underdogs. Yes. So you're you're talking Wink Martindale, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. He was a defensive coordinator there, then became the Giants defensive coordinator before having this weird falling out with Brian Dable. And uh, apparently it ended with a whole bunch of expletives being thrown at each other. And then dude just took off. So I have like Wink is about as polar opposite from Joe Barry from a schematic standpoint as you can possibly achieve. Joe Barry, a lot of passive, backed-up defense, right? Wink Martindale, polar opposite, predominantly man coverage, ultra-aggressive, routinely in the highest blitz rates of the NFL. And we're not talking Joe Barry-style blitzes where it's like five dudes who just run straight on. We're talking like very aggressive blitz style. And his defenses have generally overachieved. I guess my concern with Wink is personality-wise, does it seem to line up with Lafleur? You know what I mean? Like, Lafleur, like Wink, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Wink seems to be a very abrasive individual. And while Lafleur does appreciate that in guys like Rich Basaccia, I just don't know as if he'd bring in Wink for another guy like that. I think it may be a personality clash more than a schematic one. Because, I mean, keep in mind, like, that may seem petty, but the personalities of coaching stats do have to mesh really well. Like, these guys work so much together, and the trust level has to be so insanely high. I think that's one of the reasons that we saw Lafleur being willing to move on from Petten earlier than he was Barry. So I just... Maybe, maybe I get the appeal for sure. I just, I got a couple considerations there. Otherwise, culture wise, maybe uh, Steve. Oh, Phil Parker. Yeah. The, the Iowa defensive coordinator. Yes. And then Glenn Schumann is Georgia's defensive coordinator. Yes. Uh, so there's a couple other names that I don't know. Of, well, they may fit in green Bay, but one would be like a Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen is the defensive line coach of the Kansas city chiefs. He's been a defensive coordinator before. He was Urban Meyer's defensive coordinator during that really fun year in Jacksonville a few years ago. So he's at least another guy that's done good work. He's known around the league for reforming a defensive line and reforming it really quickly. Green Bay's defensive line is on the upswing, but they still could use some reformation there. Maybe Joe Cullen does make some sense. Other than that, Anthony Weaver, another defensive line guy. He's also the assistant head coach in Baltimore. He's been their defensive run game coordinator before. We could see Weaver has admittedly, though, done a couple other interviews. I think he's even been on a couple head coaching interviews. So he may not have his eyes just on a pure DC job, but someone that could be mentioned in these circles for sure. Let's see a couple more comments here. Randy saying, I know you mentioned Zimmer, but maybe opposites attract. He knows all of the NFC North. Yes, yes, it is possible for opposites to attract, no doubt. And Zimmer does have, historically, a very good record on the defensive side of the ball, right? I mean, his last couple of years in Minnesota, the defense did seem to tail off a bit. 
Zimmer is a little Joe Barry-like, not at all in scheme, but just in loyalty to core principles. Like Zimmer has the way that he does things, and this is the way that we do things, and this is the way that we're going to do things. Very that way. I do think Lafleur and Zimmer don't like each other, though. Like, genuinely. It really always seemed that way. And I'd also say, too, I know a lot of people are clamoring for Mike Vrabel, right? Vrabel was the head coach in Tennessee. Lafleur was his offensive coordinator before hiring, getting hired in Green Bay. A couple things. One, I think Vrabel is still probably going to wind up with a head coaching job somewhere. And two, Vrabel's not going to go work for the dude who used to be his assistant. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I just have a very, very hard time believing that. So uh, we can uh, stop that one too. Rocket Knee's head coach job is to manage personalities. That's true. Yeah. If the goal is to win a championship, you do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I don't mean to overstate it. You are correct. Absolutely, Rocket Knees. But there is a certain level of needing to work together as a team, right? I mean, look at what happened between Dable and Martindale. By all accounts, that fallout didn't occur because Wink, uh, like, wasn't getting some performances out of his defense. Like, that seemed like a personality clash. And then look at how it ended. Right. Where you had the whole thing of like, is Wink resigning? Is he getting fired? It sounds like he resigned. Then he hopped on a plane and left without actually tendering a formal resignation. So he forced the Giants hand into actually firing him like it, it just got really messy and it was a personality thing. So there does have to be some level like, yes, it is their job to manage relationships. It shouldn't be the number one thing. Totally. hundred percent. But you do still have to like work together. And Martindale does have a slight history even beyond Dable of of not doing that super well. Scott, hello to you. It's a great day. <laughs> That's good, Scott. Uh, hello, Martina. I hope Green Bay studies real hard for this replacement. Next unsuccessful hire will have consequences for Lafleur. Yeah, I mean, the window's new window is opening, right? And we talked about this a few minutes ago. This is a very, very important hire in the, in the entire legacy of Lafleur no matter how long he stays. So, I mean, he's already been here a number of years. McCarthy was only here a grand total of 13. Lafleur has been here, what? He just completed his fifth? So, uh, yeah, like it's he's not the young buck anymore. Now he can hire his own dudes. So a couple of the names that I did just want to highlight, um, talk about real quick here, looking on my list who I haven't talked about. We talked about Zimmer. Staley, if you were wondering about Staley, sounds like Rob Domofsky said he's not going to be a leading candidate. Leslie Frazier's one guy. Yes, he spent a couple days in Green Bay. Leslie Frazier runs a very passive defense, um, like Tony Dungy style, Tampa 2. So that may just send everybody up a wall after Joe Barry. I mean, he seems to do it better than Joe Barry did, but like still, similar thing, just 4-3. Uh, so something, uh, yeah. Yeah, different formations, but still similar thing. Uh, hey, Copycat Digital, Lovey Smith. Now, that's the one name that hasn't been brought up a lot, and it is possible. Again, I don't see it as likely. I think really, truly, last time Lafleur did this, he hired a guy who's been a defensive coordinator before. And for good reason at that point. This time, I think Lafleur. Want someone, my guess is someone 
Young to come up with the rest of the staff. That's just, that's my guess at this point. Um, and Randy saying the next defensive coordinator should love all of his first round draft picks. No doubt about that. Plus all the draft capital the Packers have. Like you want to reshape a defense into a different image. You're well loaded to go do that right now. So I will say to um, the Green Bay job on the whole should be a very, very attractive job. Green Bay, young, up and coming team, all the draft capital. LaFleur known as a very good guy to work for. The pieces on that defense do look incredibly appealing. You know, all the draft pedigree, all the athleticism. Sure, there's holes to fill, but every defense does if you're looking for a defense coordinator job. So the Green Bay job should be incredibly appealing, especially to younger coordinators who are really looking to make a name and then perhaps wind up as a uh, as a uh, head coach someday. So yeah, it's certainly something to keep in mind and could be, could be part of the reason that Lafleur made the decision that he did because you just know if Lafleur is making this choice, he also is sitting back and looking at who else is out there because you don't move on without at least having some kind of rough idea as to who you could go get, right? It's almost like applying for a new job while you still got a job. I think Lafleur probably did a little bit of that. Could have played into the decision because Lafleur liked what he was seeing out there. So I'm not getting since we're throwing out names. Mike Ditka. Oh Lord. Okay. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> so I mean, here's the thing, folks. Joe Barry, gone. Right. Potentially still retained per Adam Schefter, potentially still retained somehow on the defensive staff, maybe as a senior advisor, maybe linebacker coach, whatever. Gone. Okay. Gone from the defensive coordinator job. Defensive position coaches still employed for now. Could be the determination of the new defensive coordinator when we get there. But either way, the news now is not, is not, you know, I shouldn't say, I mean, of course they're looking at the draft. Of course, all of that, right? But the big thing now is like, they got to get a coaching staff in place. That's the news. That's the big thing. That's the thing we're all going to be talking about now for a couple of weeks until this is completed. And we'll see how quickly this moves. When they hired Joe Barry three years ago, it wasn't some lightning quick process. Nah, LeFleur is going to take his time. And it does get further complicated if the person that he really wants is like a Chris Hewitt or even like a Johnny Holland from San Francisco, someone like that. Then as these teams make the Super Bowl, then it could get a little bit more elongated in terms of its scheduling. So, all right, a couple more and then I got to jump. Uh, Steve, here's a question, John, with a new defense coordinator. How much of this defense will change, like from 3-4 three, four to 4-3 four, or et cetera? Totally depends on the hire, right? If they bring in a Mike Zimmer, yeah, then they're going to be 4-3. Like, there's no doubt about it. If they bring in... Chris Hewitt from Baltimore. Well, he runs multiple D. So maybe there would be some 4-3 formations, maybe some 3-4 with it. The big thing about 4-3 versus 3-4 is most modern coordinators are actually going to use nickel as their true base defense. The question is, what formation of nickel will it be? Even in Green Bay the last couple of years, it's really been nickel as the base. It's just a question of, are you going to have two down linemen? Are you going to have four down linemen? variances within the nickel package is the true base 
for most coordinators at this point. There are a few exceptions, but realistically, that's probably what we're looking at here. Uh, Chris Hand. Oh, snap. What's up? <laughs> Welcome, Chris. Uh, Anthony B. Rex Ryan. Don't be surprised. I don't know, man. I like maybe Rex Ryan's been out of the game for a few years. I know he took an interview last year. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did say, you know, when we talked about this weeks ago and it looked like more certain that Joe Barry was going to be gone, I put out a video about candidates dove into their experiences a little bit. And one of the things that I said was the Green Bay Packers need a defensive coordinator who is strong enough to have representation in the front office, something that I never really felt happened under Joe Barry, because look at Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coordinator. There's been several guys on the roster in two years that we've looked at and said, he's on the roster because that's Rich's guy. That's it. That's Rich's guy. That's why he's there. We never really, really did that for Joe Barry, where we pointed on a guy and said, he's there because of Joe, right? So, Chances are the defensive coordinator's got to have the strength to have some representation in the front office like a Rich Bisaccia, something that Barry never really had, so that the defense can truly be molded to what the coordinator wants. Uh, Jason, and I would say Rex Ryan does have that. Jason J. Tough Bluff. Uh, all I want is aggressive defense. I'm tired of this bend, but don't break mentality. A defense that equals the offense. A defense to dictate games and drives not a defense to play on its heels and allow an offense to come to them right a defense that plays on its toes and goes after the offense i very very much understand what you're thinking there and i will say too i will say like just i think matt lafleur is a very very introspective person i think he does self-scout a lot i think one of the questions he's going to be asking himself is Who's a defensive coordinator who could stop me? And that may play into this a little bit. All right, Rocket Knee, see ya. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, thanks for talking. And Steve, I'm more on the page with Hewitt, Phil Parker, Glenn Schuin, or maybe a Leonard. <laughs> you do love college, Steve. All right. So, everybody, it's uh, and Hewitt from uh, Baltimore. So, there you go. All right. So, everybody, it's time for me to get on out of here. Yes, Joe Barry is gone. The day that many, many, many of you have waited for is here the packers begin their search for a new defensive coordinator now so thanks everybody for checking this out i'll be back on friday maybe there'll be breaking news before friday we'll find out but thanks for joining me here at this earlier time friday we're going to be talking quite possibly defensive coordinator now maybe we'll hand out season awards maybe we'll look at free agents i don't know yet let's see how the next couple days evolve since suddenly we have news to talk about take care everybody thanks for being here and as always go pack go